0: Amen. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be off the hook this morning doing something totally different. I'm not going to preach, preach. Normally I have an expository message or a topical message that I've prepared and all. And I, I told Jeannie, I said, I'm not preaching Sunday. I said, the, the congregation is going to preach for us. So you, you guys are going to do the preaching this morning. I am going to lay just a little bit of groundwork though because how many of you know we're all a work in progress, right? I was talking to somebody this morning, he said, I've come a long ways in Jesus, but I got a long ways to go. I said, brother, you just described, everybody, to myself, I said, you just described everybody in the church. Amen, come on, you come a long ways, got a long ways to go, right? And, but God is doing a work in us, and I am so happy about that. Now, three scriptures I'm gonna share with you, and I'm gonna get some people up here. Uh, is Jeannie coming back? Where does she go? I was going to let her man the mic for me, but I'll get her in a minute. I think she's coming back. A scripture that I read the other week in the King James Version, it's Ephesians four twenty nine. It's a verse of scripture that I have really committed to memory and to my heart because I need this in my life so much. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good. Are the things you're talking about good things or are they corrupt things? When you're talking to somebody or about somebody. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. That which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. And that's the King James. Now reading out of the NIV, I normally don't preach out of the NIV, but I come across somebody. We had this Bible in a box laying around here, and I opened it up, I'm like, Wow, that's a neat looking Bible. So I started reading in it, and I'm not an NIV reader. How many of you read out of the NIV? A lot. Oh It's actually a good translation. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. But verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Because if you're talking evil things, you're grieving the Holy Spirit when you talk bad about other people. All right? With whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness if you're letting corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, that's coming from a root somewhere, something that's in your heart. All right, more than likely it's bitterness, or it's rage, or anger, or brawling, or slander. Are you slandering people? Are you talking bad about them? Along with every form of uh, every form of malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, uh, as in Christ, God forgave you. Now. What he's saying there is we need to focus on what is good, all right? Simply put, we just need to focus on what is good because it's funny how we will take bad things that happens in our life or in, in situations, and we, it's like we carry this scale around that we weigh things on, and it is an uneven balance, sort of like the guy in the baseball game, the second baseman makes an error, And because of his error, they lose the game. And the only thing you remember out of the whole game is the error that the guy made. Forget the fact that he is the star player of the team and he's made all of these great, awesome plays. You don't talk about that. You talk about the error that he made. And we do that with each other. You know how much good has people done in your life and to you, but if they do something that offends you all of a sudden, it outweighs everything good that they have done and instead of talking about all the good that they 've done and what they 've meant to you and how much all you can talk about is this one bad thing they did we We need to get a different set of scales come on, yeah, come on. to to measure each other with so what he's is saying is. We need to celebrate the good things. Now, the theme of what I want to talk about this morning is celebrating the wins. The things, that, the things when you win something. Well, I don't know where I heard it. I think it was at a district council. They said you need to celebrate the wins in your church. When you, something happened and it's good and it's a win, so take a moment and celebrate that. Right? Because as, as your pastor, we, we, God has given to the church apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. And so my job is to, to help you find your gift, your, your talent, your contribution to the kingdom, and, and release you to do it in Jesus' name. And when you do that, I, I want to take time to recognize what you've done and celebrate that. Because there's some awesome things that's done that people don't really see. And you're not doing it necessarily to be seen. But I just, just recently, all right, because I'm starting to look for these things. And uh, How many of you, when you come in the parking lot, you saw all of that mulch in the, in the beds out there? All right. James Maitland went and bought all of that and hauled it dump truck a pickup truck at a time and shoveled all of that in there and fixed all that up. Now, I know Noel appreciates having some help with the landscaping around here because yesterday or one day this week, I'm out here working. Noel says, you want me to bush hog that field? I said, well, I was going to do that, but brother, if you want to do that, God bless you. He went and got his bush hog, bush hogged the field over here. Doesn't it look nice over there? Then he went and got his weed eater and weed-eated the whole bank out here. And what you may not know is all summer long, he'll come up and get the lawnmower started and Sheena gets on it and then mows the grass. Now listen, that is a practical thing. Amen, God bless him. I come in the other day and Marshall and Schwego is back here in the kids' zone, in the, in the student center helping build the cabinets back there. I think Schwego was doing most of the work. Marshall was just standing there kind of coaching her, but... She was nailing the board zone when I came in. So <laughs> wave at us Marshall. So I go wave at us. So people know who I'm talking about. They're back there just working up a storm. Listen, that may not seem like spiritual things to you. But when when they went into the 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 temple to bring their sacrifice, this priest that that received the sacrifice, it was the atonement for the sins of the people. That was the spiritual aspect of what was going on. But there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody saw. They're going to put this animal on a burn an offering, but where are you going to get the fire from? Somebody had to go cut some lumber and carry it in and build the fire and do something with the ashes and do something with all of the animals that had been burnt that they didn't use up and all of those animals coming into the courtyard, they do bad things on the ground. So some priest didn't have a real spiritual thing to do but somebody had gotten to sweep the poop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of things that has to happen to make a ministry work. And every single part of it is as important as any other part of it. That's right? It's right? so all of those things are important. Amen? Amen. And, and uh, speaking of Noel, brother, I'll tell you, I abuse that guy. Every time his phone rings, he's like, oh, Lord, he's wanting something again, I know. Because he let us use a very, very, very expensive piece of equipment to clean out that whole hedgerow there and It was an eyesore and man, doesn't it look nice out there now? And and so God, God is so good to us. And what am I what am I getting at? James chapter two says this What good is it, my brother and sister, if someone claims to have faith but they have no deeds? Can such faith save them? Question mark. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, and if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Question mark. In the same way, faith by itself, is, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there's one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Oh, foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? In other words, we need to be doing something if we say we believe. And even if it's something that doesn't seem like it's real spiritual, brother, it's spiritual. Amen? And so we, we all have a part to play. Now, one other scripture, and then I'm going to, we're going to do what I believe we came here to do. It, it's in Luke chapter 15. You can see I didn't, I usually have my notes all printed out. I just opened the Bible this morning, and just picked out some scriptures that I felt like went with the message today. Luke chapter 15, it says this. I think I'm in verse 1. That's what I want to do. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country? And he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulder and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 uh, righteous persons who do not need to repent. Now, what am I getting at? This week, we went where Jesus told us to go, into the highways and the hedges and to compel them to come in. Amen? Wednesday night, we had 2,224 people come to the No Fright Fund night. Brother, that's 2,224 people that heard Jesus' name mentioned over and over and over and over again. So if you didn't get a chance to go up and just preach Jesus to somebody, they heard the name of Jesus. Amen? In the context that it should be used in. And the reason that we went there is because we wanted to go, we don't don't need to just be preaching to each other. We're the 99 that don't need to repent. I, I hope you don't need to repent. Amen? But I'm pretty sure there's some people there that probably ought to repent, you know, and Listen, that didn't just happen. There was a whole lot of stuff that had to go on before we could go there and mention the name of Jesus. For example, we had to build a graffiti wall. Right? Dennis Conrad and Willie, God bless you, Willie, brother. You, you're my hero, man. He come and help me. I, sometimes I had to build that stinking thing by myself. and Things were heavy and... Willie came and helped me build that thing and set up tents and all of that and you guys come in, you pitched in and I needed somebody to go get the light towers that we would have lights out there. You know, we got one extra light tower this year. Well, I've got people that I I know. Dwight's going to pick up one. Jeff Mauer's going to pick up one. My son Nathan's going to pick up one. Now I got an extra extra light tower I got to get. And I'm like, who's going to get it? So James steps up. James, wave at me, brother. He said, I'll go get it. That matters. Are you hearing me? If people's going to hear the name of Jesus, somebody's got to scoop the poop, <laughs> so to speak, right? And we're a bunch of pooper scoopers, so that's fine. I, I'll be glad to do that. <laughs> and you say, well, Nathan, my son, he, he, he brought, got in lined up for Dave Bratt to come. You say, why are you so big on Dave Bratt? Let me tell you something. I'm not going political on you. Let me just mention this, though. He's, he chairs the seat in the finance committee. You hear what I'm saying? He's got a PhD in economics, and he chairs the seat in the finance committee. If he loses this election, the next person in line for that seat is Maxine Waters. Do I have to say anything else? All right, I'm going to leave that there, and that's why, that's why I'm so big on this thing now. It's important But Nathan played a part in it. I felt like that was an important part of what we're there for because that is all a part in my mind of getting this country back on track and and going after righteousness. Amen. Maybe I'm wrong. but. But we need to celebrate the wins. Now, I don't know how many wins there were there. I do know that Mark did an awesome job. I wanted him to, to do the delivery of the, of the invitation. And he got up and he talked about the chains. And people think they're too smart. They don't need God. I've got all of this. And he's like, "I don't. it doesn't matter how smart you are. People think they're strong and I can handle this. It doesn't matter how strong you are. I thought it was a great delivery. And when he gave the invitation, I don't know how many were sincere and how many were just going along with the crowd. But I saw a bunch of hands go up and say, I want to I be free. All right? Those are wins, all right? And if they, if they weren't sincere, at least a seed was sown, right? And so Pastor B, with all his spiritual depth, was walking around like, who can I get saved, you know? <laughs> I didn't find a stinking person that wasn't already saved. I'm like, everybody i talked to, they're already in church. Met this beautiful, beautiful young African-American girl, and, her, and her, I guess it was her mom, looked like her sister. They're both young, and I just... They're walking by. I said, Hi, y'all enjoy yourself tonight? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. What's your name? And she told me no. I said, My name's Whitney. I said, Whitney, like in Houston? She's like, Yeah. I said, Well, you're as pretty as Whitney Houston. I said, Do you sing like her? She's like, No. And then we got to talk about Whitney Houston. Well, anyway, they were Christians. I'm like, well, God bless you. I'm like, there's got to be a lost heathen out here somewhere. And I look at a graffiti wall, and Brother Tony, he comes against me, and said, Look at this guy. And he's painting pentagrams on the. The demonic symbols all over our graffiti board. He said, "What are we going to do about that?" I was like, "Where's Mark?" Like, Mark is—he's great with these kind of people, you know. I said, "Like me, I'm—I'm I'm too heavy. I want to go up there and break his arm." <laughs> you know, in Jesus' name, the fivefold ministry. You know. And I'm like, Lord, how do, what do I do with this guy, you know? He's putting demon symbols all over our graffiti board, you know? So I walk around. I can't find Mark anywhere. So I go up there, and I look, and there's a can of yellow paint there because the board's kind of dark by this time. And there's a blue five-point star there, you know? I grabbed that can of yellow paint. He just painted it, right? It's probably this big, and he goes over, and he's painting another one. So I walk right up beside him. I took a yellow paint, and I started painting a yellow stripe right down through the middle of his thing. I just kept going up and down. He's looking at me and looking at them. I'm praying I'm like Jesus help me now I don't know what I'm doing here but I'm not going to stand by and let this go on without challenging it you know and so I got that big yellow stripe down through the middle of it, and then I painted a no and straight across it and I made a big old cross right over his demon symbol and I, I backed up I backed up and I just kind of bumped my shoulder up to his I said that's the reason Jesus came and died and he said, yeah, he sent, the, he sent the devil to hell. I said, no, he came to defeat the powers of darkness. You know, and then God just showed up. Boy, I'm telling you, my heart just melted, and I was just like, what's your name, son? And I got to talking to him and stuff, and, and he's carrying a big old knife about this long. And, and Brother Joel saw him, and I guess he's thinking, well, Pastor might need some backup, so he come walking up, and then, and then Josh comes walking up, you know. and I introduce him to this boy, and finally I said, can I pray for you? and he said yeah so man I, don't tell me that brother because I, I started probably said I bind you in Jesus name you foul demon spirit you will quit lying to his young mind you will release him right now.' him just started taking authority over them demons and, and he walks away you know I'm like That's, we still hadn't accomplished that you know so I'm like where's Mark and finally I found Mark I said Mark see that boy going right there and he was leaving I said and I told him what had happened and everything so he takes off follows him all the way out to the parking lot and he'd come back and say, Well, how did he go? He's like, Well, he prayed with me to receive Christ. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Amen. Come on, that's the wins we need to be celebrating. Amen. <inaudible> and, and sometimes it's not all about Jesus, and that's the victory, you know. Sometimes it's just simple things. Where's Kayla? At? she in the house? She didn't run off on me, did she? Where? Well, you go get her. Tell her she ain't getting away from me. I done told her she's coming up here. She's trying to hide from me. Because she, she was out. She just passed by. She's like, no fright, fun night, blah, 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 this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. She said, yeah, but it's I'm not always about. I'm going to let her tell you. I said, you just set yourself up, you know. And she's like, what? She said, I saw a look come on your face. I said, you're giving testimony this morning. But anyway, he's going to go get a word with my microphone, baby. Can you ban that for me? Because this is what I wanted to do this morning. And this is what I really felt the Lord wanted us to do. We need to celebrate the win. All right. Now, I don't want you to preach a five-point, ten-point sermon. But I want you to take a couple of minutes and tell me, where did you see a win at the No Fright Fun Night? Wednesday night. Do you see one? Come on up. You, you can handle it for me. It, um, is it is on.
1: It is
2: on. Yeah, I had friends that came. Uh, I've known them for a long, long time. Uh, Chris Carley and and their baby son now uh, Waylon, and they were dressed as Hank Williams Jr. and um, she was Willie Nelson, and the baby was Waylon because he's Waylon. And i know, and they're um, they're not saved. Uh, buddy and I went to their wedding, and we didn't partake in the cake. You know, we we're kind of like uh just kind of witnesses and and uh um they're friends of my son and and uh so they they came we invited them and they came and we were kind of busy we didn't get to witness a lot to them but i i kind of kept a hold of what she did tell me she said this church is generous and that was her seed perhaps that night just thinking you know what a glorious thing you know we've done and and she goes home thinking this church is generous
0: well, that is a, that's a testimony, amen? Because I turned the TV on, and I, all I can see and tell evangelists is they're trying to get your money. We're trying to give it away, amen? So that's a great testimony. When you're saying that, all I can think of is, I'm going to Ludenbach, Texas with Waylon, Willie, and the boys. <laughs> Willie Nelson.
3: Um, okay, so I have an old friend that I have known since I was 13 years old. And she's lived in Louisa for a very long time, and when I moved here, I'm kind of surprised. The only time we see each other now is at No Fright Fun Night. And I told her, I said, Annie, you know, I mean, she's been through a whole lot. Her brother got killed out here many, many years ago on a motorcycle. Her daughter died of a heroin overdose um, probably about six years ago, five or six years ago, and she is raising her granddaughter, Caitlin. And I was like, Annie, I said, you know, you really ought to come on and and bring your family to church and bring Bo. And she was like, you know, she's had a lot of surgeries and she's been had a lot of downtime over the last couple of years. And she's like, you know, on Sunday, I just want to sleep and rest. Mm -hmm. And I have video and I'm going to clip it out and I am going to post it on her Facebook wall. Um, but when Mark was up there and doing the salvation prayer and, and getting all the kids and everybody to call out the name of Jesus, Caitlin was up there just yelling, yes, Jesus. And I want to, you know, anyway, Annie's going Annie's to be here.
0: Amen. 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 Hey, this is pretty good. I could just sit down on Sunday morning, man. I like this. I might start preaching from here. This is comfortable. Yeah.
4: First, there was a, um, I, I really thought this man, he was walking up and down. And he was taking pictures of the graffiti wall. And the Mason boys, they had put a cross on there. And they had Jesus printed across it and everything. He was taking pictures. This man was from England. He was there to uh, for Dave Brett. He was going to be interviewing him. So I went over to Pastor Joel and two or three others and told him that I was a little suspicious of this man because he, he, he you know, i never seen him before. And he was just taking pictures, walking up and down. And so anyway, um, finally, so anyway, they said, yeah, we're watching him. We're watching him. So then I go up to the, I, I said, I'm going out and talk to that man. So I went up and shook his hand. And when I did, uh, he was very generous and everything. And, and uh, he told me he was from England, that he was there to speak to Dave Brad. And uh, so he said, uh, so I started telling him about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I said, I saw that you were taking pictures over there of that wall. And he said, um, why do you, uh, why do you do all this? And I said, we're doing it for Jesus. It's everything is free. Everything is for, to honor God. And so anyway, he said, um, what would you want to vote for of Dave Brett? I said, because he's a conservative. We like, I like to vote for the people that have Christian values and, um, and he said, uh, and I said, he's a Christian, and I said, we believe in, in picking people that are, are Christians, and so he said, you have to remind my voice, i got some drainage going on, um, <laughs> but anyway, it was just awesome, just awesome. He, uh, he said, can I, uh, can I write about you in my paper when I get back to England, and I said, and uh, will you give me your name? So I gave him my name and he wrote down everything and praise God. All glory goes to God. Because before I got there, the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit told me, he says, you're going to witness to somebody tonight. Huh? But I didn't know who it was. But anyway, praise God. Amen. (laughs)
0: What are you trying to hide from me? Yeah, you were. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, um, I don't like talking in front of people, so I'm probably going to talk really fast. So, sorry. <laughs> but um, the previous weeks, I was talking to two of my really good friends, and we were just praying for, like, this huge encounter and this huge revival over Louisa at No Fright Fun Night. And No Fright Fun Night came, and it was a great time, and there was a lot of kids, and then... Afterwards, I was talking to Bridge at at the house, and I was like, yeah, everything was good, you know, blah, blah. And he was like, I connected with a lot of people. And I was like, I did too. And uh, to me, that is a a really big win because I'm not the type of person that goes out and is like, hey, whatever. (laughs) Um, But I was that night, and uh, we have a new mom at Mom's Group already. And uh, I saw... A couple people here that I saw at No Fright Fun Night and uh, Lauren talked this morning about opening a door and letting you know God in and I feel like we opened a big door for a lot of people and I feel like a lot of people got touched and uh, yeah that's the win for me.
0: Dennis was a champion before the... She's invited... I think the people at the bank told her she's got to quit <laughs> proselytizing yeah. at the bank while she's working so the, the, the window. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I invited a lot of people. Um, and I was told that I can't talk about it at work or whatever, but that just gave me more incentive. You text in the bathroom. You do whatever you need to do. But I have three instances that really stuck, stood out Um, I was in the registration tent and one lady said, well, why do y'all do this? And we said, well, we love the Lord. And she said, well, and I'm gonna get choked up, but she said, well, I've got, here's some change and I'm gonna put it. And I said, well, you know, the Lord's going to bless you. There was one lady that came and her daughter was coming from mineral direction And she said, well, I don't know if she'll get here, because she's in all this traffic. And I said, well, she'll get here. Well, not only did she get here, but the whole family and the children came, and I invited them here and told them that we're what I like about a church here. I told them a little bit about Mike's and my story. Mm -hmm. And so she said, oh, wow. So there's hope for me. She's Maybe 50 or, yeah, single, 50 or 60. And then another man came and he said, Oh, I'm so thankful. I hope y'all have some hot dogs left because I'm hungry. So that was my three stories and plus many, many more.
0: Amen. Amen.
7: My win would be. I had went to Louisa, um, and on the way back, my car broke down, and I really wanted the children to be at no Freight fun night, because it's about Christ, and I didn't want to take them house-to-house trick-or-treating, because you never know who you can trust anymore, this day and time after last year on the news, all the drugs and stuff in the candy and whatnot, and I knew it was safe and it was about God, and it's just a great place for children to be. Well, I couldn't get them there, and I called Miss Aaron. And I explained to her, I said, you know, I was in full blown tears. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want my children to go to no fright front night. I don't want to just take them regular trick or treating. You know, I feel like Satan's coming up against me really hard since I was saved last weekend. You know, everything he can do, he's just trying to push me down and he's not doing it. I'm not letting him. And she told me, she said, I got you. It's okay. Get the kids ready. I'll come get them. And she did. She was there and she came and got my children. They got to go have a great time. And Savannah and them come back talking about God and how fun it was and the bounce houses and the graffiti wall and all of that. Yeah. Um, they had a great time, and I ended up taking my two-year-old and my three-year-old to the trunk retreat at Holly Grove, so everybody got candy. Well, they got they got to go to a church. They got to go to something church-related for Halloween, and for me, that was my huge win.
0: Amen. 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 Gina was the one that raised her hand to receive Christ last week. So <clears throat> praise God. We're so glad. That she's Just to show you how, how God will use you. Years ago, I was at a district council and they said, find the key to your community. And I'm like, Lord, what's the key to our community? I'm trying to rack my brain because we tried everything. The whole reason we did the No Fright Fun Night is because we would do little family days out here. We'd print the same blow up slides and do a whole lot of the same stuff we did and we'd get maybe 30 40 people show up and then adam Wefflin's family started coming to church and his dad jim said we did a no fright fun night at the church and had 500 people come i'm like 500 people great day how did you do that so we planned to do it the next year and we did it right beside the old food the food line in louisa there used to be an open field where those apartments are and we're thinking man if we get 500 people this is going to be awesome And we set this thing up and 1,500 people shows up the first year we did it. we're like, holy moly, this is cool, you know. So we've been doing it ever since. And so we're trying to find the key to the community. And I told Jeannie, I said, honey, I said, I have no idea what this community is about, but I know they love Little League Baseball. I said, so I'm going to coach Little League Baseball. She said, Bernie, you have knocked all your brains out. (laughs) Because everybody hates to coach, you know. I'm like, I don't know. Parents, you know, you don't put my son in for the game and he's the best player and all this. You never have problems out of the kids. You just want to kill the parents, you know. And so anyway, I, I have no idea. I got a list of names of little boys, you know, and I'm saying, God, send me a team full of little heathens, you know. <laughs> I want to witness to the moms and dads, you know. And so I pick all of these names out and every last one of them on my team are all active members of a church in the community except one family that was unchurched and it was gina's mom patty powers and and uh excuse me and anthony and at the end of the ball season anthony received christ and Patty, she started coming to church. Now Patty, you had to know Patty. She had some some, some real strong... Well, it's, a, it's a whole history I can't go into, but she had to absence herself from church, but she never absent herself from the body of Christ because she would continue to reach out. Jeannie would go and visit Patty and became a very, very good close friend of Patty. You know. And, and Anthony, he came back to church. He's moved out of town now, and now Jeannie's coming. And all of that was connected to little league baseball See, you never know what one little step for jesus is going to where it's going to go you know and, and you may you may win somebody to christ and they may be the next dl moody you just don't know who you're leading into the kingdom of god and and here's the thing the Bible says if you give a glass of water in my name, if that's all he requires of you, you give that, God is going to bless that and you'll receive a reward for that obedience, right? And so whatever, when you, when you bring somebody into the kingdom of God and they reach somebody else for Christ and they reach somebody, this whole pyramid thing, you know, all of that is going to be a part of your reward, Every life that you touch and the lives that they touch and the lives they touch all started with you taking a step of faith and witnessing to somebody. Amen? So it's all going to account for something. All right, who else? Come on, both of you, and y'all can tag them when you get up here.
2: All glory to God, He gave us 200 New
5: Testaments, and we got to give them out to many people that didn't have a Bible. So praise God for that,
0: Amen. Kathy. A little boy that was drawing demonic symbols on the thing, he walked away with one. Okay. Amen.
8: So, um, mine is a little different. Uh, I hate Halloween. Um, I mean, I I just hate it, like we can't watch TV with our kids. Noah loves to go to Lowe's because he likes to sit on the lawnmowers all year round. But at the beginning of the month, uh, Tim was going to Lowe's and he said, I am not going, no, no, I will not go. And I was like, whoa, what is wrong with you? What do you mean you won't go? There is scary stuff there because they are learning that there is a spiritual realm. when we grew up and this is not to cast a stone against our church that we grew up in because it is good people there and they loved us they loved us more probably than i have ever been loved before but when we were children they would do a scare house the youth would put on a scare house in the basement of the church And I can remember, I mean, it was, it was scary. It was not like, it was like a coffin with someone laying in it with like guts coming out of them, gory, scary, screaming, horrible stuff. And when we grew up, I can remember being an adult and being scared to go down into the basement of the church by myself. And I thought this is stupid. I'm a grown woman. Like I can go down to the basement of the church. And it wasn't until we started coming here, and it was like like the curtain opened, and we could see, like, what happened in that basement. No wonder I was scared to go down there as an adult. So, I, um, and it breaks my heart when we go to No Fright Fun Night and you see children that are dressed as zombies and that are dressed as dead people. And I just, you know, if, if you got to witness to somebody, that's awesome because that's important. But I also think if all you did was come with your kids, and you're raising your children to know that there is heaven, and that there is hell, and that hell is a real place. It is not a God with a pitchfork and a curly tail that we make fun about, but that it is real, and that there is a God that loves you, and that he made a way for you, that I just believe it will have eternal consequences, and that it I believe in our family we have broken a curse that there is a generational curse that stops in our family that says this is real. God is real and he is far bigger and greater and more powerful than what you think.
0: What's
9: up?
1: Think he looks like on Shaggy on scooby
9: Doo Wow Thank you thank you for that one so
1: you're going to do Bethlehem walk this year right
9: with Jesus I walk with Jesus um, yeah, so really quick, I just wanted to share something that um, I 'm pretty sure that a lot of people else go through at events like this i 'm um, from Louisa I grew up here, so you know going through high school, I know a lot of people I see a lot of people I may not know them, know them but I know of them and they know of me. And this one connection in particular, I knew this, this girl from school and just being in the world, you know, I have a testimony. So, you know, just being around, you know, I know people. And uh, so we're, it's at the end of the night and me and Kayla, we're trying to get out of here and uh, get out or whatever. And um, I noticed the, the girl makes eye contact with me. And in that moment, I had a choice, you know, I had a choice to, you know, address that and go to her and talk to her. I had a choice to leave and walk away. And, you know, it was just one of those flesh things. I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, but I tell you what, man, when you go after those, when you go after those connections and you make those connections and you break through whatever you're feeling inside and your awkwardness and stuff, people that you know, and that you grow up with will connect to you, connect to you more than a stranger. I'm going to tell you that right now. Cause they know you that they didn't, they may not know you, but they recognize you. They say, that's a familiar face. Okay. What is this guy about? But short, long story short, you know, we, we talked about the church and she's, she's just going through a lot of stuff and she's interested in going to a church and she's so like blessed. There's like a place where that she can take her kids and stuff like that. But I'm, the main point is that when you see somebody in public that you know and you know that they're not living right, you know, and, and the Lord pricks your heart, that, that's the go. When he says go, that's the go. Just so you all know, that's the go and uh, it's great like you feel so good afterwards I'm telling you this isn't a crusher this is like a yay that was awesome you know and uh, it, it happened a couple times it was I guess that was for me this time because I seen three different people that I went to school with I knew and it was always the same feeling like Ugh, I don't want to get involved in their life uh, I'm fleshy you know but no when we break that and we go after him when we go after God with our whole heart and we were like I want the soul I want that person you know that's what it's all about but, yeah. Amen
1: I'll tell you, like little Benny told me we were fishing and he wouldn't put the worm on the hook. He said, no, Gigi, that's disgusting. I said, no, Benny, if you're going to fish, you're going to put your own worms on because I'm not going to do it. And I I gave in because being grandma, uh, and I put that nasty worm on his hook and the black underneath your fingernails. And you know what he said? He looked at me. He said, Gigi, you must really love us a lot to put that worm and, you know, that's the way it is in getting in people's lives. Sometimes it's messy, and you have to get your hands messy, you know. Little Patty Powers was a dear friend of mine, but it was messy, you know. And, but that's what we're called to do, amen? Come on, not all
10: <laughs> So, Bridges, I kind of had the opposite experience. I am um, from Louisa, class of 94, baby. <laughs> So, uh, a lot, uh, through this event, I've seen a lot of Louisa people that I know, and I didn't have that experience this time. Uh, my thought, I don't know this to be true, but that, that basically people my age, their kids are like getting old, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I felt like that there is... Another generation of people coming. I believe that a lot of the people who were putting their kids on the bouncy slide came as children nine years ago, and that we've started something. I feel like as Pentecostals, we're always expecting to hit the lottery. Like we do something, and it's big. You know what I'm saying? And that, I've had that experience when we started No Fright Fun Night, first time, that was the experience. But I don't know that we're going to get that again, you know? And so it's like, really, in this church, there's people who were in youth group, who are having children, who are in our children's church, and what it is, is it's organic growth. Growth. It's not the lottery. As Pentecostals, we believe God will let us hit the lottery. But that shouldn't be what we're... That's not that healthy growth of the church. The healthy growth of the church is organic. And there's another another generation coming in our church. And there's another generation coming to us through No Fright Fun Nights. So... Uh, we are, the people are bringing their children to us that enjoyed our event.
0: Amen. Uh, Just to touch on what you was uh, sharing there, Megan, I had a struggle myself with doing the No Fright Fun Night to, to begin with. Because I went, I had the same experience at my dad's church. We'd all dress up in horror houses and all that. And then I went to to Bible college, and boy, my eyes were opened, you know, and I learned the truth about Halloween, its its origin, and, and, and many other things. In fact, I was one time called the pastor who stole Christmas because I taught on Sunday morning the truth about Christmas, and I won't ever do that again because everybody hated me after that. And uh, in fact, this one lady, she went home and told her husband, I had already kind of stomped on Christmas, you know, and and uh, Vin Nachman and Rupret and the demon spirit that followed Vin Nachman around, who we know as is Santa Claus and all the history of that. and <laughs> It's dark if you've ever studied it. But anyway, then I went off on Halloween and I was teaching the truth about Halloween at this church, you know, about Sam Heen and its origin and the damned souls that... Roam the earth and all, it's a high holy day in the world of witchcraft. And there's a lot of, there's actually human sacrifice takes pli- place on that night. And all of the demonic, evil, satanic connection with it, you know. So I knew all those things. And we went to one church and, and I took my kids and I'm holding them in, going to the Halloween event and the head of the children's department is dressed like a witch standing there greeting the kids. And I'm like... <laughs> So I brought some pamphlets, you know, and handed them out the truth about Halloween and kind of indoctrinated them about the truth. And I was hated there, too, so (laughs) I ruined their Halloween. And so anyway, this lady went home. She's like, her husband didn't come to church, says, well, he's against Christmas and he's against Halloween. What's next, the Easter bunny? And I'm like, well, now that you (laughs) mentioned it. That's the fertility goddess, you know. It's got zip to do with bunny rabbits and eggs and all. That's a whole demonic thing. So I'm like, just leave it alone. But anyway, I struggle with should our church be involved with Halloween on the scale that we do, you know. And then it occurred to me that when you back up and keep your mouth shut, you are endorsing it. Because you're backing up and saying, okay, devil, you can have that day. Jesus can have 364 days, but we're going to let you have that one. We'll sit over here and be real quiet like the world wants us to do. Church, I don't care what you believe. This is the world's concept. You can believe anything you want to, teach anything you want to, preach anything you want to. Just do it inside the walls of your church. Don't come out here telling us, you know. So to me, I was like, no, we need to go out, if any time, on the night that Satan has claimed for his own and let him know that greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Jesus said, all power has been given unto me. In the heavens, that's in the spiritual realm, and in the earth. Now, you go and preach the gospel to every creature, and not just 364 days a year, but 365 days of the year. You go and tell them, Jesus Christ still rules. So I kind of settled the question about, should we be involved? Because my deal was, how is people going to perceive our church being so deeply involved in something that is seen as being demonic and satanic and satanic and and glorifying darkness, and we need to quit worrying about what people's going to think about you, and just do what God tells you to do. And so we make it clear we're all about Jesus when we get there. Amen. So if anybody asks you, well, why? Because I was, boy, I was put on the carpet this year about. Well, I don't think y'all to be involved in Halloween. La la la. And I'm like, well. And am and, and and i standing there talking to this young lady, she meant well, you know, and I, I said, I said, I had some of the same concerns that you did. I understand. But let me ask you, I said, if you're going to go fishing, are you going to fish in a lake or are you going to go fishing in a desert? I'm going to go where the fish are. Amen. And we had 2,224 fish to come to this event. That's a pretty good spot to fish. I don't know about you, brother. But that's a place to go throw your hook. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's five minutes to 12. Anybody else? We rarely ever get out of here this early. So this y'all may want to do this every Sunday.
1: I, I that long-winded something. preacher. I have something. Good point. Is it still on? Oh. I know we just finished up with No Fright Fun Night. And just like Megan gave testimony and our kids, we never did Halloween or the pumpkins and all of that. So that's leading up to uh, Bethlehem walk. You know, that's starting November the 25th. And I have the sign up sheet right out the door here. And we're about kingdom. We're not about just C- what CVAG does. We cooperate, we go down and we help Salem Baptist Church do their big Bethlehem walk, okay? We man the meat market. Uh, you go through the market. How many of you have been through the Bethlehem? Okay, great. So you can go down. We have been participating with them for about nine. I think next year will be the 10th year we've done with Zach. We cannot reproduce what they have. They have it down to an art. Just like we, everything flows now that we've done this so many years. Well, that's that. We go down and we take part and blessing the community. You can teach your child the true meaning of Christmas and start a tradition of coming down. They have your costume. You don't even have to go hunt that up. You go down, you go to the costume tent, they will feed you a meal, and then they show you where we are at. We're manding the stinky shop, the meat shop, the fish. If you ever heard somebody hollering, fresh fish, that's coming up. So what an awesome time, just like uh, Noel said, we have organically reproduced, you know, here at church. And that reminds us Emily and Thomas had their baby, baby Isaac, six pounds, eight ounces. But what an awesome time at Christmas that is not always get about, get, 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 give me, give me, give me, but that we can go and participate in this awesome you know, uh, outreach. The first year that Berkeley went, I, it, she was three or whatever. And she came, she comes up in there. Where's Jesus? Where's she? Je- I want to see him. Where's Jesus? She really thought she was going to see Jesus. So when you go, you make it a family tradition with your grandkids, your kids and go and participate. We would love for you to do that plus the samaritan boxes back here i know we're moving from november right into thanksgiving and christmas but please please pray about it and and you can celebrate these things make a good tradition just like we've done with no fright fun night
0: amen amen pastor joel i think you wanted to share something while you're coming let me just kind of build on there's two more things i want to do before we close and we'll we'll get you out in about five minutes Uh, um One is what Jeannie's talking about. Again, it, it builds on what we're talking about this morning. It may not seem like I'm doing anything really spiritual to dress in a costume and holler fresh fish or whatever. But go with the attitude of I am just a poop scooper. All right? And that's important too. Every part of it plays a part towards the end because at the end, Pastor Zach's abandoned at Salem. He's a friend of mine. He is Nicodemus and he sits around the fire and he gives the gospel message to every single person. And he gives the message of what must I do to be born again? And thousands of people come through the Bethlehem walk and hundreds and maybe thousands of people are brought to Christ. It's a good thing. We want to be a part of it and help them. Because I, I told them at the No Fright Fun Night, Central Virginia Assembly of God puts this on. But we're not here as a membership drive. That's not why we do this. We want to see people come to Jesus Christ. Now, I'd love for them to come to church here. Don't get me wrong. But I, I want them to see them in a church somewhere so they can grow. But mainly, I want to see them in the kingdom of God. Yes. And so us joining in with Bethlehem Walk, it doesn't matter to me what church they go to as long as they're in the kingdom of God. That's, that's the real important part.
11: All right. Uh, just wanted to extend a thank you for everyone um, for Pastor Appreciation Day. Um, it's very humbling to receive gifts from people. Um, always like being the giver (laughs) and that's, uh, but you guys are just so generous as, um, they said, you know, um, y'all are the most given people I've ever known in my life. Um, you volunteer your time and money and things and just thank you so much, uh, from Lori and I, uh, for the gifts and cards, words of encouragement are just so, such a blessing. Um, ministry can be tough. But you guys make it easy. Uh, Serving y'all is one of the easiest things that I've ever had the privilege of doing. And uh, getting to work alongside Pastor. And um, it was cool to be up there uh, praying with Pastor and those boys. um, Because, I don't know, it just tapped back into our roots when this all first started. And uh, knowing that their story is one of a thousand of stories in our county in our state, thousands of young people who um, just come up in really bad situations, and they're looking for something, and the enemy's ready to give them an imitation. So thank y'all for all your hard work. My goodness, I watched y'all just work so hard, all of you. I mean, if I start naming people, I'm going to leave somebody out, but I know one instance I was asking um, Paul and Amy, I asked them, I said, do you need anything? You know, I'll run and get you something to drink. He said, oh, I'm good, but Paul might want something. And so I walked around there. I noticed he hadn't moved in an hour and a half at the big bouncy thing. And uh, I said, yeah, you want something, a hot dog? He said, a hot dog would be great. So coming back with that hot dog and that Pepsi was like gold to him. And just you guys are just doing so much. And just thank you again. Uh, My thing with the No Fright Fun Night um, was such a blessing to um, Doug and Kathy had given us some Bibles, we're over at the animals and passing out and said, here, give some of these away. And so when I would kneel down and tell the kids, here, this is God's word. This is your own little Bible. You can write your name in it. And to watch them go like, wow. You know, they were really impressed by that. It was really important to them. And uh, so it was just a real blessing to me. Thank you all again so much for all you do. God bless you. Amen.
0: All right, this is what I would like to do just to close to, to, uh, today. You see the circle we have here? Is it possible for us to get up out of your seat? I know you're comfortable and make a circle in here because I want to close with two things before you get up. Listen, two things. The, the young man that Pastor Joel's talking about, he wouldn't give me his real name. And he said, my real name is the name that same as my biological father who abused my mother. He said, so I, I don't use that name. And so there's people that has all kinds of hurt and pain and stuff. And not only do we want to witness to those people, but I would like to close today and pray that all the seed that was sown Wednesday night will find fertile ground and grow. And the last thing, uh, um, Deb, if you could put up the other uh, picture that you were going to put up there. Um, I was talking to Dave Brad, and 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 I wanted to find out because he has a, he has a Ph.D. in economics, but he also has a master's degree in divinity. He taught the Bible in college for a number of years, so he's a believer in Christ. And um and we got to talking about the news media and the fact that you can't get real news and this and that. And he said, "Bernie, there is a spiritual battle going on between faith and no faith,"
9: and so he understood. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by it. Central Virginia Assembly of God is located on 5052 Cross County Road, Mineral Virginia, 23117. If you would like more information about the church, visit us at centralvag.org or call 804-514-2413. We would love to hear from you. God
6: bless.